Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once again for the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. In our meeting this evening we're going to be looking at that most important time in all our lives. The time we met Jesus. Meeting Jesus is such an exciting thing, isn't it? I remember many years ago now, must have been about 1977, when Tunstall Wipey Band were invited to play for Prince Charles, the Prince of Wales. As you'd expect, every instrument was polished until it glimmered, the timbrel routines were meticulously rehearsed, our shirts had never been whiter, and our ties had never been straighter. Yet, when the time came, the prince walked by on the other side and never even seemed to notice us. What a disappointment. Well, I'm so glad to say that meeting Jesus has never been a disappointment, for me or for anyone else. And once Jesus comes into our hearts and lives, hallelujah, things are never the same again. Many times since I've looked down at the fingerprints on my euphonium in the meeting and wondered why we don't make the same effort every week when we don't play for a disinterested prince, but for a loving, caring King of Kings. Let's all thank God together for his love and care as we sing this great opening song of praise together. It's number 163 in the songbook. So let's lift our hearts as we sing hallelujah to the one who came as the Lamb of God, but who now sits upon the throne as the King of Kings. Sadly, our recording this evening only has the first three verses, but let's not let that spoil our enjoyment as we sing hallelujah to the Lamb.
As we pray together this evening, I want our prayers to focus on our own relationships with Jesus. I'm going to speak later about the utter simplicity of the Gospel. It really is easy to understand. Love Jesus, be saved. And as so often our own children in the Salvation Army show us the way, we used to sing that oh-so-easy chorus, Enter, enter right into my heart, Lord, enter now. Listen as the International Staff Band play Ray Bose's beautiful setting of that chorus, My Heart's Desire.
perhaps you'd like to sing that chorus yourself. If you need the words, they're number 416 in the songbook, but I'm sure most listeners won't need them. Let's pray these simple words together. Enter, enter, right into my heart, Lord. Dear Lord, our loving and wonderful Saviour, we thank you this evening because you care for us. Despite all our failings, our doubts, our hang-ups, our depressions, you're always there to lift us up, to fill our lives with the joy of your salvation and to stay close by us every hour of every day so that we need never feel alone. We pray for all who need you right now, those who are ill, those who are in the despair of bereavement, all who need to feel the warmth of your loving embrace this evening, and we praise you forever for your faithfulness to each and every one of us. Lord, I pray tonight particularly for those who stand right on the edge of faith. For those who can't or won't give you their full trust. And are reluctant to accept your gift of salvation, freedom from sin and your everlasting friendship. And I also pray for those who have over the years lost the love for you that once they may have had. Come close to each of us this evening as we open our hearts to you. Come in today. Come in to stay. And let us rejoice together in the knowledge of your life-giving presence. Amen. Let's sing together again now another great song of testimony. This is number 907 in our books and it's from the pen of Rufus McDaniel. He was an American songwriter who came from Ohio. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. <laughs> <laughs> 
The song from the singing company this evening is a beautiful thank you to Jesus for being our shepherd. I have to tell you, in our family this week, we suffered the loss of a sheep. No, I'm not a part-time farmer. My youngest daughter, Bronwyn, who's two next Friday, she shares her birthday with me as it happens, has a set of animal figures. 
and there was much sadness and consternation when the little sheep went missing. But I'm happy to tell you that Grandad found him on the bedroom floor, and all was well. So much for our sheep that went astray. But just as there was joy about that lost sheep being found, there is indeed much joy in heaven every time one of God's sheep, his children, us, is found and welcomed back into the safety of his loving arms. You are the shepherd.
my thanks there to the Southampton Shirley Singing Company for that lovely song. Our Bible reading this evening is taken from Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 to 14. At that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung round their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. Let's sing together again now just a couple of verses, the first and the last of song number 153. O oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus, there is room in my heart for thee.
The gospel message, the whole point of knowing Jesus, loving Jesus, accepting Jesus, is so, so simple. Men love to complicate things. Don't you find that every day? Look at this current situation with COVID-19. The advice from our leaders just seems to get more and more complicated as the months go by. Here in the UK now, we're at the start of what they call the second wave. And all those simple and sensible precautions that we took from March to June, well, they did have their effect. They had the effect we all wanted to see. We managed to get the spread of the virus under control. But like in so many other aspects of life, we've seen that the one thing that so many people in our country lack in their lives is common sense. People on the whole were so desperate to return to normal that all the dangers were ignored. And from very small numbers of new infections a day throughout June and July, we're now back up to many thousands a day. And something had to be done to prevent that being hundreds of thousands a day, or even more. And so we have whole counties and areas of the United Kingdom back under that strict lockdown again. Maybe, before very long, it could be the whole country again. You know, one thing I didn't miss in the spring was traffic jams. When we had to go out during lockdown, wasn't it strange to see the roads empty of cars and the streets devoid of people? Oh, with the exception of the joggers, of course, who were out for their one piece of permitted exercise a day. The advice back then was simple. Wash your hands and stay at home. We all understood that and the vast, vast majority obeyed. But then the advice started to change. I'm sure you remember. It's so recent in our minds I don't have to remind you. And as more and more people went back to their places of work, their shops, the offices, the factories, and the children finally returned to schools, colleges and universities, it was almost inevitable, wasn't it, that things would just spiral out of control again. Not just the number of virus infections... But the advice itself. More and more rules. More and more advice. It's no wonder people are confused. I think we all need university degrees to be able to understand the advice that we're getting from all quarters now. A few years ago there was an acronym that became very popular. It was known as KISS. K-I-S-S. -S, KISS. And it stood for keep it simple, stupid. It's good advice. Have you ever asked for directions at the roadside? Oh, uh, drive down here until you pass four sets of traffic lights, turn left at the Royal Oak, then right at the petrol station. Uh, take the fourth left pass apart and take the right fork in the road. You should see the police station on your right and the road you want's opposite there. What? How on earth am I meant to remember all that? Oh, hang on, I know where the police station is. Why didn't he just say opposite the police station right from the start? He didn't, because we love to make things complicated. K-I-S-S. -S. 
again. Now, I'm sure theology is a wonderful thing, and many people do study the Bible in such intricate depths that they develop a very wonderful understanding of it. I've known people who have even learned ancient Greek, Hebrew and Aramaic just so they can study the Bible in its original language. But do you know something else? I've known many such people who, in doing all that study, ended up losing the faith that they had before. They became so wrapped up in the intricacies that the very clear and simple message that the Bible gives about our relationship with God became lost to them. And many of those people, sadly, no longer love and serve the Saviour in the way that they once did. I find that so tragic. I really do. When I was a very small boy, just six or seven years old, I can still remember kneeling at the mercy seat with a Sunday school teacher and having it explained to me that Jesus was my friend and asking me to give my heart to Jesus. I have a lovely friend in one corps that my mum and dad were stationed as officers who was born with that terrible condition called spina bifida. This beautiful, sweet little girl had been in and out of hospital all her young life. She was always on crutches then, with her legs in irons, and now, as an adult, she's been long confined to a wheelchair. My mum remembers going to counsel her in Sunday school, when she shuffled down to the front. She remembers the girl saying that she wanted to become a junior soldier and join the singing company. And, of course, Mum explained to her that first she had to give her heart to Jesus. Oh, no, no then, I can't do that, the seven-year-old child replied to my mum's surprise. And then she continued, I'm not going to do that. I've already had enough operations. It was just a little misunderstanding, of course, and Mum had to explain to her a little more carefully, make the message just a little more child-friendly, so that it could be understood. And I have a lovely photograph of my dad enrolling her as a junior soldier just a short while afterwards. And praise God, she's still serving the Lord today, 40 years later. And that is just how it should be. In our Bible reading, Jesus didn't say, you know the scriptures, go and study them until you know them back to front, obey every rule that Moses gave you and you'll be sure to get to heaven. Quite the absolute contrary. Jesus said, in effect, just believe like a little child believes. That's all. As children, we very soon learn to trust our parents, don't we? I've told you often that I've two little girls, Emily and Bronwyn, and they are learning very, very quickly. If mummy or daddy says that the meal is a bit hot, they blow on it and wait for it to cool. Otherwise, if they put the food in their little mouths, they know it will be uncomfortable. It's one of the simplest lessons we learn. 
But they do learn new things every day at that age. And it's so wonderful to see this and witness it. One of the very greatest things about being a parent. And of course, yes, the little children do learn to trust us. May God forgive some awful parents whose children cannot trust them. The next few verses in the reading we shared tell that kind of person exactly what to expect in future. And all this, my friends, is the answer. K-I-S-S. Trust Jesus like a toddler trusts a loving parent. Believe in him in the simplest way you can. And the deed is done. The door to heaven is open for you. As we get older, we do become more aware of other responsibilities about the way we should live our lives. No one who was ever a member of the Salvation Army will need any reminders about rules and regulations. But sometimes it gets a bit like the virus rules, don't you find? Simple at first, but ever more complex as time progresses. Well, salvation isn't. Jesus' own words tell us, simple and straight. I think sometimes we all need him to give us a little shake and say, Keep it simple, stupid! Here were the disciples asking who would be the best in the kingdom of heaven. Will we as disciples be sitting nearer to you than ordinary people? Will I be sat at your right hand? Will I be important? And Jesus told them, Oh, I can easily imagine a smile on his face and a twinkle in his eye as he did so. Maybe a little almost unbelieving shake of the head in exasperation. No! Nothing else matters. Just love me. Trust me. And to us, with all our baggage and our Bible studies, our theology and doctrine, he would just say, sing me that primary chorus. You know, the one you learned when you were three. Into my heart, into my heart, come in. Simple. Objective achieved. Done. That is salvation. We don't use the word saved enough in the 21st century, I think. There used to be lots of songs in our songbook about being saved. Saved by his power divine. 
I am saved, I am saved, Jesus bids me go free. Praise God I'm saved, blessedly saved, I'm saved by the blood. All hail, I'm saved. A personal favourite of mine was the fourth verse of the song that used to be 468 in the last songbook. It's true I have no room to boast. When most I'm saved, I'm humbled most. Kept low by grace and not by sin. My soul shall make her boast in him. There's victory for me. Through the blood of the Lamb there is victory for me. And do you know, most of those songs aren't in our new songbook. We've a good songbook now that's full of songs that proclaim God as great and worthy of praise. Songs about how faithful he is to us. Great songs about what we believe. How great is our God. Oh, and all that's great, don't get me wrong. But what about Jesus as our saviour? Are we now embarrassed to say, I'm saved? Is it that out of fashion? I've heard some say that it's politically incorrect to accuse the unsaved of being damned. We all know that there are Christian preachers and teachers out there today who don't believe anyone will be left out of heaven. If that's the case, we might as well pack up now. What's the point of being a Christian at all? There's nothing for us to prove. Nothing for us to do to bring the world to Jesus. Oh Lord, we want to thank you for the simplicity of your salvation. Help us to love you. Help us to very simply... In the same way a child trusts their parents, trust you. To let you enter right into our hearts, Lord. And accept the gift that you so simply want to give to every one of us. Amen.
The closing of our meeting tonight is going to be slightly different. We're going to use song number 598, Just As I Am. But we're going to listen to the wonderful setting of those words by Colonel Norman Bearcroft. And as sung by the students of the Territorial Music School at Cobham Hall. If you know this arrangement, I'm sure you'll want to sing along. But if not, just listen and pray the song with your heart. And don't forget, if you haven't asked Jesus to come into your heart yet, please do. God bless you all.
And Lord, this evening we thank you that you do truly love each and every one of us. Help us to love you too, and to trust you when life seems uncertain, and when hard roads lie ahead of us. Help us to keep that trust when we don't understand the purpose of your plans for our lives. And help us to help others to know you, love you, and trust you for themselves. Bless us all and keep us in your holy presence until we can meet like this again. Amen. Thank you.